you're on, Mr. Lukey. Welcome, buddy. Um, everybody, Thanks, welcome to the High Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. We've, we've got an episode, I don't know, 21 or 22 of the stories. And we've got none other than Mr. Luke Whiffen on the other side. How you going, Luke? Good, Johnny. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, thanks, man. Um, funny times, that's for sure. I think we're in the 10th or 11th week of a Sydney-wide lockdown. Um, how you been? How's, how's things, how have things been? Oh, it's been, it's been different, which is always, you know, brings challenges. I think it's been good. Like I spent a lot more time with my family. I don't have two hours commute a day. Um, so that's been good. And we've got, we've got, the family's got into a good groove. I think this, I, the thing that just, I think unsettles me is just the unknown. Like when's it going to end? What's it going to look like? What does it mean for everyone's jobs? Um, so that, that, that's just sort of uneasy, I think. And it's a tension that everyone's got. But other than that, it's been, you know, really great weather. Um, you know, I, I spend probably, you know, 14 hours a day away from home um, and I haven't had to do that. So it's been good. And I was a bit, you know, I was querying how I was going to work from home and that, but it's all it's all run really smoothly. So there's been a lot of benefits. There you go. So I guess um, out of uh, necessity, like solutions will come up, um, <clears throat> and I think there are there have been some good things. So b- b- as we get into it, tell us a little bit about um, the Jits journey and uh, how you came across jiu-jitsu. We've had this chat a couple times, um, mm. but w- how have you gotten to this point right now with uh- Jits? Well, I, I was always into my martial arts. I, I started take one do when I was seven, and um, you know we paid enough money, and I got my black belt <laughs> um, when I was about fourteen. Um, you know, competed a bit there. Um, always loved my martial arts. Always been sort of a competitive person. Loved my competitive sports. Played a lot of sports. Um, then, you know, uh, got a job, had kids, um, and that sort of changed everything. Um, tried to get into it when I was about 34, um, but I just couldn't squeeze it around my job because it's quite quite an intense job. Um, couldn't, couldn't keep the consistency up. Um, it's funny. I was worried. I was worried. The first question I asked them when I when I started jujitsu was at thirty four. Like, am I too old for this? It's looking back now. It's a bit of a funny question. Um, and then sort of dropped out. And then um, uh, my eldest, my boy, thought. Um, well, well, actually, it was it was before then. Um, I didn't know anything about jiu-jitsu. So it's sort of about. Yeah, about 35, before I had a go at jiu-jitsu, I wanted to get him into martial arts and I sort of had a not, not a great experience with the taekwondo. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll get him into judo, not really knowing anything about jiu-jitsu. Um, but the problem was that all the uh, the judo schools had kind of folded around our area. And um, one day I was at uh, a barbecue with one of the, with, um, the parents from school and I said... Um, I've been looking to put um, my boy into for judo, but there's there's um, there's no judo schools around anymore. And the guy said, "Oh, look, I do jujitsu. Um, I'm a blue belt. Why don't you bring him down to Anthony Lang's gym?" I thought, "Oh, well, okay, I'll take him down and put him into jujitsu." I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" Um, and really loved it, and then tried to get into myself again, and then, like I said, um. I just, I just couldn't manage to squeeze it in. But my, my son did it and continued to do it. And, you know, for about five or six years, I watched him do it, took him down there on Saturdays and, you know, was champing at the bit to get in. Um, then the kids just got a little bit older and a little bit easier and I had a little bit more time. And uh, so I, I dove into it down at the, the local gym down at Reef. Um, 
But once again, being time poor, that their class is on at sort of five or six o'clock. I can't make it back from the city to the northern beaches by six. So I thought, oh, I've got to find somewhere in the city and um, tried a few places and, you know, shopped around and had a look at a, um, a few and landed high jiu-jitsu and it was, a, it was a place for me. I remember that. I remember um, exactly what happened that day because I walked into the dojo with Big Phil and I think it was Roger or maybe it was Sava. But anyways, and um, I saw you and your student in the corner there having a little warm-up and I said, hey, how's it going? Um, and Phil doesn't seem like the most uh, gentleman when you first look at him, right? Uh, <laughs> um but there you were. I think we did a we did a class. Was it Phil that sold you on it or what? Was it that first class? Um, well, I think I took you know a, a little while to be sold on it because I, I was I was reserving my judgment. I, I I'd been to a few schools, and um, they weren't. Um, I don't think they were really supervised really well, and they didn't. It was just sort of turn up. Uh, train uh, will put someone who may or may not be experienced with you um I, I think like the first place i tried i had someone in guard and he he picked me up and just slammed my head he just slammed me it's called and, a power bomb right that's a that's a very effective yeah. move in wwe yeah. well it work out <laughs> in the street wouldn't it work out in the street right it's self-defense right isn't that what we're doing yeah and it wasn't so much that oh that that was uh you know, I got frightened or it hurt too much or whatever, but it was like, um, it was pretty wild. Um, and, yeah, one time, another time I just got sort of thrown on my head and um, it, I, I just I just queried whether that going forward was going to be a good thing, right? And, and also that was just one example of perhaps how that you weren't getting the proper uh, care and, you know, um, structure that you probably needed. So, like, like I've told you before, I, I turned up, and I think you, you, you Phil, and um, his guys were there first. And Phil's, you know, you know Phil's, <laughs> his gigantic guy with his big bikey beard, and the, the guys he brought from Melbourne were all tatted up. And I just thought, oh shit, here we go, <laughs> here we go. And um, I think I think I got to have a roll with you pretty much straight away. Um, and then you know, just it, it became pretty apparent pretty quickly um that it was a really well-run school where you get you get looked after and you get you get um get taught really well you know rather than just left to sort of not completely learn it by your own devices but there wasn't there wasn't as much focus um so yeah um tell me like we'll go back a little bit and when your eldest boy was training you said it took you a few years to actually get into it for yourself, even though you'd had previous martial arts experience and there probably mm. was a little bit of you that did want to jump on. What was preventing you um, from jumping on in the first place? Like what was the cause for that delay? Oh, it's, it's hard. Like I suppose it's a time thing, but you can manage your time. It's just a matter – I think it was just a matter of whether I felt like I didn't know how much I'd get out of it, so I, I didn't know how much effort I wanted to put into managing my time. Also, mm. um, uh, it's it's a little bit confronting as well to sort of to join, and I, I don't I don't the places that I originally tried it back when I had my first stint at thirty five because this was sort of 40, 41, actually about forty one forty two that I started again, and you, you really just got... So that was about six, seven years from, since the first stint. Yeah, and, and okay. the first one, the, the first one, I just remember being completely confused. Um, there, there, there wasn't... Um, so this is what we're doing, um, and what you want to do is pin someone because then, you know, you can, in a, in a self-defence, you can hold them, you can throw punches, you're safe. So I didn't understand the concepts and the objects of it. And, like, this is a sweep because you want to be on top. It was kind of just, there it is, figure it out. 
Um, and also, you know, um, it could be hot. It was a, a, another gym that I went to was very highly competitive, like it was a bit of a lion's den, um, which, um, yeah, it's just, it just makes it a little bit intimidating. So I, I think, after, like, you know, after you've been practicing for sort of any length of time, you, you get the concept and you go, ah, that's what it's about. And, and, it, and it seems so simple. But, but, but I think when you first start, you forget how um, strange it is. And, and also, I, I hadn't watched any really UFC or anything like that. Okay. Um, so I think if I had watched UFC and, and had a look at sort of how, how to use it and got a better conceptual knowledge of it, it would have been easier. But, yeah, it's a bit intimidating, a bit confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you said like, uh, oh, so after a while, so that's what it's about. So what is it about then after these many years? I think it's changed. Definitely. Okay. I think it's changed. How has that changed? Um, well, I guess when, when you're first starting, you just, you're just trying to not – um, get wiped out, you know, you're fighting, you know, and, and you're using everything you can that you know, which is normally, you know, push and shove and Not pull and push and breathe hard. Yeah. And, you know, I used to, I used to get psyched up to go to jiu-jitsu when I was early white belts, you know, stage, like be getting like some snakes. I'd have lots of glucose to, you know, and, and to work and having a, a massage so I could actually move to train and, you know. Um, and now it's, uh, you know, I'm not have to psych up for a class or um, I'm trying to learn different things. Like I, I don't know what I was trying to do before, whether I was, you know, trying to be a champion or something. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Just I don't know why it wasn't painfully obvious I was never going to be like a world champion or anything like that. Um, so much less of the fight. Um, I think you, you start to define more of what you actually get out of it. Um, and you can understand more what you can get out of it and you can understand your limitations and you've got more of an idea of where you're going to go long-term rather than this sort of frenzy, this sort of, you know, survive not you know not survive but you know survive in that sort of grappling sense um so yeah it's 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 a lot different and i think i got a lot more respect for how complex it is and how hard it is um not that i didn't respect it before i just didn't understand it and if you don't understand it it's very hard to respect it right because you don't you don't know what it is It's very, it's, it's an interesting one um, because who are you to understand it as well? Like you've come in off the street, you're a white belt. Okay. You had a little bit of prior Taekwondo experience, but no one's really sat you down to say, this is what we're doing here. All you see from an uneducated eye is people having a rumble and you're like, oh, I used to do that with my mates back in school yeah. and I used to do that with my brothers and sisters back in the, back in the day. So Oh, I could do this. This is great. So you know, you you have the tools that every any um, you know athletic uh, middle aged man would have, and you take those onto the battlefield, which is the mats. You know, and um, there you go. You're, you're you're grappling. You're you're doing the thing. You're doing the jujitsu. But it's funny how long it takes to actually develop the skills to be able to do the jujitsu in a way that um, resembles jujitsu. Like, but there's definitely something different between the uneducated rumbles in the backyard um, and the thing that we call jiu-jitsu right now. And it's an interesting uh, journey to go from one step to the other. That's for sure. How long have you been training now, Luke? Oh, so six, seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what's been, um, What's been one like major change you've had in this past six years? Like how, what's one thing that kind of um, is highlighted in your mind with regards to not just your development of the skills that we're talking about, but um, 
your skills off the mats as well. Like how, how has how has your practice of jits on the mats in these six years contributed to your development of yourself off the mats? Yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? Because you, you you do jujitsu for a reason, and um, if if jujitsu can you know help you get better just generally, um, it's massive, isn't it? It's not like just say just purely doing an exercise to say just get fit, although you learn things through that as well. But yeah, so it's it's a really good question, um, and I've always tried to get that extra bit out of it but I think I learned I've learned it's been a good tool amongst other tools for just self-realization in terms of what makes you tick and how you know understanding yourself because if you, if you don't understand that well how do, how do you how do you adjust things how do you change things for the better you know if you don't know really what makes you tick I think um and there's there's numerous sort of things I think that I've I've sort it's sort of helped me with in that respect, but like I, I remember um, uh, you know uh, doing that white belt sort of push push and pull phase where you use a lot of effort and and sort of the the fight phase, and then when I got to blue belt and trying to work on my defenses, and I'd kind of shut down. Like, like Phil says, I lock myself in the car and sort of, mm-hmm. and ball up, you know, the classic go to turtle or, and, and not actively try and escape. And I thought, you know, it, that's, it's kind of, it's just the same thing, you know, that it's fight or flight, you know. Um, and even though I'd, I'd sort of changed how I approached those situations, it, it, it was still me. Um, reacting emotionally and how I would either, you know, hit out or ball up. And so it's the same sort of pattern. Even though you get more advanced, you've got those patterns. And and I thought that's a really stubborn thing to deal with because you, you could progress through your belts theoretically um, and just find better ways of balling up or better ways of fighting and attacking, Right. Um, but the best way to, 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 to deal with that properly and get my properly and get my jits better, I had to understand the situations. I had to apply a technique. I had to understand my body structure and my mechanics. And that's kind of like out in life, you know, if you're always just either fighting or flighting or just reacting emotionally, probably what's best is to sit down and figure out what's the mechanics of that situation. What's the technique of dealing with it? And, and that helps you break out of that sort of pattern and actually gives you real progress rather than just getting better at your old tricks. And um, so I, I guess that's one of the things that it taught me is that I need to actually go beyond my comfort zone and what I know and and get better at the things that jiu-jitsu in itself can teach me. And just trying to apply that ever so slightly, it's really hard, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, to actually go, what's the problem here? What have I got to do to get around this? Where have I been just doing the same old things and getting the same old results? So that, that was a big one for me. Um, I don't, don't pretend that I've made huge leaps and bounds in it, but at least it's, you know, you start clawing your way forward and making some progress there. Uh, man, I think you have made a lot of, uh, definitely made leaps and progressed in leaps and bounds, um, in the times that we've seen, it's just really funny to think that in different moda- modes of jujitsu, um, sometimes with the fight or flight, sometimes if you get better at balling up and doing the things that come naturally to you you might get better at the at the sport you might you might start winning medals like that i mean i remember for me when i first uh started as a white belt and i, I went into my first couple of competitions with a bit of like a laid back attitude like i'm just going to 
jump on and participate and see how we go. And it didn't really work for me at the time. Like I'd, I'd lose first match, second match, and I was getting upset. I was like, I want to, I want to come into these competitions and win. So, okay. So then I had to kind of refine my approach to it and then come in like a, a bit more of like a pit bull mentality where I won't accept no for an answer. I had to be first as my teacher would say all the time. And that garnered success right there. So, but the difference was that I feel like I was getting more stubborn and more tenacious um, and perhaps less adaptable. And funnily enough, like that's white belt competition. And that's, I guess, kind of what white belt competition um, values and kind of um, rewards. It's just tenacity in a way. Um, whereas the more you do it, the more you realize that you have to actually, um, it's not really fight or flight. You actually have to feel things at the time and and respond according to the stimulus, according to what's coming at you. So you're constantly changing. You're not you're not um, persisting at all. Like you're more than that. You're um, adapting yourself to the situation at hand. And it might seem as though um, when you do that, there might be a little bit less um, success initially, but you're building more foundational kind of. Um, structures in order to build your learning and to progress um, and become a better grappler for having known these, like for having worked through these principles. But, and, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, but does it, does it come up, come around to, cause I've also found that, you know, I had to sort of almost go a bit floppy <laughs> and get that out of my system a little bit. And then I can't get what out of your system. Just the 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 you know the overgripping, the fighting, you know. What what is that? Um, well, it just it's that tension, um, that mm-hmm. um, re- reaction, um, you know that 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 white belt fight. But but it's kind of a good thing as well, isn't it? Because I kind of went a bit floppy, and then I I had to try and incorporate it it back because I found it very hard. Like it wasn't like, it was like I had to dull down everything. So I kind of went dull in the head as well. Um, And it was a matter of getting that energy and tenacity to be focused and properly used to to sort of follow the mechanics or the technique. And and yeah, I I, I don't, I don't think that it, it, it's it's kind of a bad thing when it's when it's not directed, um, but but if you can, uh, do you find that you know is 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 there is there a part that we have to work on where we have to where do we have that tenacity? Is there a use for it? Isn't this isn't this the beauty of like this learning process mm. really? Because you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Exactly. You're not saying okay, I'm gonna completely lose my uh, my willpower and my fight to win or my fight to get things done and I'm just going to become a flop. I'm just going to, you know, um, be a doormat for everybody. Whoever wants to tap me, whoever wants to take positions, whoever wants to take my arms or take anything like, you know, off, uh, like not to do a jiu-jitsu as well, but um, understanding when to apply pressure and when to back off. And there's always like a, um yin and yin and yang right so like there's always like a either go or stay or you know fight or flight as we're as we're talking about right now um i do really find that um interesting the fact that um there are different modes what mode what's helped you more than anything um what what mode if you like what helps you to learn what puts you in the best position to learn? What's, how have you um, improved on your experience of jujitsu? And that goes to that goes with, you know, learning new skills, um, and that goes, of course, with like injuries as well. How do you approach your training for the maximum utility for the for the most um, enjoyment from it in your past six years? Like, what have you learned in terms of um, directing your energies in training? But, but a couple of things. 
is I think you learn to, to trust the process. Like you see well, it, that's a big one. You see it, you see it get results. So it's very hard to do something if you don't know if it's gonna work right. So you 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 see, oh okay, gee that 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 worked a lot better, you know. Um probably enjoying it. I think you've got to enjoy it, you know. You've got to enjoy, enjoy. Have you always enjoyed it? You know, I keep waiting for that moment where I'm going to go, I'm going to get that little sinking feeling that uh, I'm over it or I don't like it or it's too much and I'm scared. Of, <laughs> I'm waiting for it's, it. It's like, it's like I'm going to wake up and it's going to happen and I just haven't had it, <laughs> you know. And, I, mm-hmm. and to converse, I just have so many times where I just go, oh, that was so great. That was just so great. And I'll be buzzing and, you know, or, you know, you, you'll even get swept effort, effortless, effortlessly or you'll sweep someone effortlessly or someone will put on a um, snap, like a really sweet armbar and you just go, oh, that's so great, you know, or you'll do it, you know. Um, so, yeah, the fact that it's enjoyable and I, and I, and I get a lot out of it, um, even even if I get tapped and I don't necessarily like it at the time, I kind of I got I got I got tapped the you know just before um, I get tapped lots of times, but there was one particular time and I, it was really sort of stinging, and I just thought, um, oh that's great! I just I've got something in my life that means something to me, like like I'm not just going to drive. Does it hurt that much, right? <laughs> yeah, it was like oh that mattered, you know. And you know we all want things that matter uh-huh. in our life, and I, I just I've, I I went from going oh that no 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 to oh that's great, but yeah so enjoyment meaning you know um, that's helped me learn because it's a reward, but also um, I think you've got to have the right people around you because you see them do it or you feel them in a role. And you see mm-hmm. what they do, and you see the value in it, and you see it work. And so, um, you need to have good training partners. You need to have people that are going to coach coach you that you know you look up to, and you and you trust what they're doing. And I've I've I've, ha- I've been lucky to have a few people like that as well. So, um, yeah, I, I I get a lot out of. The, the people around me that are that are that are headed in the right direction. Um, I guess that's what I didn't like about those other schools um, in the city that that, that I tried. That um, you know, I, I didn't feel like they were the, the, the not that they were they were bad or anything like that. They just weren't for me. Um, so, so just having that support and role models around you. Um, yeah, and enjoying it. That's the two very, very big um, parts of the equation there. So what do you want around you? So what do you see in, um, in people around you, let's say coaches um, or even like students, more um, experienced students? What, what do you want in a coach in order to feel like you're um, learning and getting better and getting your money's worth and what's what makes you think that it's your it's um, this process is worth diverting your time and energy to uh just yeah i i think be the the people around you being at a level that they're going to show you stuff that you didn't um see um mm-hmm. that they're they they're there to teach Perhaps more than just jujitsu. Um, that they're there to look. They're there to to look after the people around them. Um, they're not just turning up to roll over the arm or or um, I, I guess have an expression of themselves that I don't identify with or value because it's it's very much it's it's a community. Um, yeah. Uh, and you kind of got to be 
it's good to have people on the same page. Like, I, I, like you know, I, 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 if I was if I if I was younger, you know, if I was like twenty five and so on, I, I might be looking for a different thing, and I'm you know I might want to turn up to a more combative place. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I, I don't think that that means I'd necessarily be smarter or wiser being younger. Um, but, um, yeah, just just people that are turning up with the same attitude um, and that, that want to want to develop aren't necessarily there just to win, a, to win a role. Although, you know, I like it when people try to win a role. It's great. It's like that sort of, you know, you just don't be a flop and you've got to have some assert, a channeled assertiveness. But it's it's yep. it's uh it, it's it's good, but I guess it's just how it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh I, it's really cool, man. I, I think you 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 were talking about community and what is a community? It's as you said again, like like-minded people for sure, and I guess with like-minded people, it's people that you can trust. I think trust is just so important as yeah, well because you're there to learn from them for sure. But if you had a, if you were training with a bunch of sh- monsters on the mats, but you couldn't trust them, then what's what kind of good is that, right? So, um, interesting points you raise, and I think that's the beautiful idea and the thing of a dojo of. You know, we've said in our blog beforehand, like the third place, the third place is full of people that you're happy to hang out with and that you think you can learn from and that you want to learn from and um, and that challenge you and push you to get better and better. And I think if as people look to find their own little nest, um, that's a big part of what they're looking for. And a lot of the times, no matter whether one school performs better in competitions or not, you know, a lot of the times people find themselves super happy and um and and proud to, uh, of their academy and proud to you know represent the place that they train at um, and i think it's for that reason it's the fact that we develop such close connections with each other because we are grappling each other we spend lots of time together for sure but we also trade as gross as it sounds we trade lots of sweat um and you know we uh emote like our emotions kind of transfer and you know like i make you feel certain things and you know you you make me frustrated sometimes when you keep passing you know from half guard or something like that um there's just so many experiences that 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 we um have together and i think that's such a beautiful bond um of the of the dojo and all of the you know the students that are that that form that which is really really cool can i ask you a question so so with how do you balance up that? Um, obviously, it's a complex thing. It's a difficult thing. You know, all these different emotions and all these different needs and so on. But we're also a combat sport, right? So, and and you would never want to think, you know, it's great to have a... a um, do, do you have to sacrifice that any of that nurturing to be good at the combat of it um it's such an interesting question and it's one that i'm always pondering at least when we're on with jiu-jitsu and i'm still pondering it now but um we are it's a it's a combative martial art and at the same time, we have people like you that are in the school that, you know, have important jobs to, you know, to, to do and have families to go home to and, you know, aren't at the point in time where they want to become world champions at, you know, in this sport where they are doing it for reasons other than, you know, um, than like competition success. So I don't think it's a matter of sacrificing one thing for the other. I think it's creating the, 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 it's just building skills. I feel like it's taking a, like not emphasizing. I do my best not to emphasize the will and to emphasize more of the skill. Mm. Um, will is necessary, but sometimes 
um, it's you sacrifice the technique for like when it becomes harder, you need that bit of will. But you know, from a from a, a teacher's point of view, I'm just trying to share this like the skill. And so, if everybody's trying to improve on their skill, then everyone can meet in that same common ground. You know, whereas if someone's trying to push for, you know, like, um, for example, like a competition on the weekend and they're going up against you who just is coming in twice a week for a, a nice friendly grapple here and there, then I guess your your intentions aren't aligned. And that's when the, um, that's when there's a little bit of conflict. Whereas um, if we, if you and the, this competitor come in and both of your goals are to get better at the art, at the, you know, at your at your reactions, at your technique, um, then everything else from that is surplus. And that that said competitor can go with another young, willing competitor, and they can have a grapple to the death, you know. But they've still learned when they've trained with you, and they've respected you. You know, they trust you. You trust them. Um, so I don't think you have to sacrifice if I'm honest, like, I think, um, it's just more a matter of, uh, becoming aware of how you're practicing it in order to get better at it. Yeah. Well, I, Is that, yeah, well, no, uh, no, cause I think I, it was a bit of a sort of a leading question cause it, it isn't, isn't, it, it's sort of counterintuitive, but it's been my experience that you don't have to, you don't have to give up that. Um, excellence in it in the combative sense, because you know I've 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 been in uh, you know comp a comp you know in the last couple of years been in a couple, and with my new sort of mindset, and I think I've been better. Um, I certainly yes. I think I think my last two, um, you know I got I, I was in the 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 normal people's one, not the old people's one because no one turned up for my one. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. and they both gassed. Um, uh-huh. Because they, they had that, they had that tension. They had me in about, you know, 10, 99% locked up subs, you know, um, which my son thought was pretty funny because I just kept going from, from one extremely dangerous position to the next and, and nearly losing, but um, I was a lot more relaxed. I could feel my way out into the escapes, um, and I didn't blast my energy. And I ended up, I ended up winning those two matches, and and they were from a you know a much more much more combative school. Um, so it, it's a beautiful thing where you can get the right place. Um, you know, as far as, you know, how I feel, and you still can have the excellence at the combative side. Man, I, um, what a, it's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful idea because I honestly think that, you know, we, we, we're a self-defense school. Our first focus is self-defense. So when a student comes in, they're going to learn, you know, um, how to defend a very basic choke um, when someone who doesn't do jiu-jitsu, they're going to defend, they're going to learn how to deal with somebody who doesn't do jiu-jitsu first before they learn to deal with somebody who does jiu-jitsu. Um, at least that's the kind of the priority um, of the school. And a lot of the times I think maybe some people might um, get it wrong that we um, that we don't enjoy the combative side, but I think that's the furthest from the truth because um, with our self-defense mindset, we can make the competition side so much better as well because it's the we're delving in on the principles of jiu-jitsu and that's the most important part of it, the principles. So how do we adapt whilst using as little um, effort as possible to maximize you know, the, the results that you get back from it? And I think you can take that mentality um, into whatever field and you're still going to be learning. And that's how you get, that's how what Master Sawa says to us, like how, how do we um, bring jiu-jitsu to as many people as possible? Um, and so what we do is um, we, we adapt these principles and we create 
like progressions for them as well. So when you adapt the principle as a white belt, um, it's just in the basic technique in the upper bridge roll, let's say someone's on top of me. This is the adversity of someone just sitting on top of me, trying to show me the technique, you know, whereas, you know, progressively as you start grappling, then somebody's on top in mount that doesn't want to get thrown off. And that also wants to take your arm and wants to take your neck. And um, slowly, slowly, you, you, you really um, refine uh, how you adapt to what's coming your way. And I think the biggest part of that is also learning how that applies off the mats as well. So that, that tension that we, that tends to naturally appear, how do you become aware of that? And like not, not so much kind of stop it, but work with it in order to get to a favorable result. So when you're in court, for example, or, you know, everyone's, someone's doing their everyday job and these natural tensions start to um, kick in, you know, if I, if I'm driving a car and someone cuts me off and I, I really want to get mad and that tension starts to develop in my, in my hands and in my jaw and I start screaming and wanting to swear at the person, but there, there is an ability, there is a part of my brain that recognizes that. And it's like, oh, hold on, John, this is probably a bit of wasted energy right now. Let me think about how I'm responding to this situation. And I'll have a quick think about it. And I'll realize that that's wasted energy. And there's a better way, you know, so I might just kind of put my hand up and say sorry to the guy, whatever, and just drive off, you know. Um, so I think mindfulness is a big part of it. Becoming aware of yourself is ultimately what we're um, doing through this whole thing. If I, know, I think that's a bit, it's a bit roundabout of an answer, but um, I think awareness is just absolutely critical to this whole process. And whether whether we're doing it for competition or for weight loss or to learn self defense, I think the biggest prize we get out of this process of learning jiu-jitsu is this idea of awareness and specifically that like that tension in your body that effort that you're that you may or may not know that you're um exuding um how to how to channel that and put it in a better in a better way yeah does that does that make sense yeah absolutely because nothing does it like jiu-jitsu because it's there's something um like you spend your whole life uh like trying to not um put yourself under in bad positions you know um and, and in jiu-jitsu when you've got someone who's you know literally trying to kill you like if you don't tap yeah you know there's something about <laughs> that reptilian part of your brain that fires up that doesn't quite understand that it's just a play it's it's just a game right and so it, it, it sparks up all those deep fears and emotions in you. And the fact that you get to replicate that situation, you know, ever, you know, at differing degrees, you know, ever so slightly to major threat, and you get to replicate that and put yourself in that position in a safe environment and learn from it is something that you don't get to do out in the real world. Because normally someone's threatening your job or, you know, you know, uh, cutting you off in traffic or, or something like that. It's, it's, it's. Um, you don't, you don't get a second chance at it. Sometimes, you know, you can, you can make a bad decision in your job, and and that that can turn your whole life or your career in a different direction. And you know, it's sort of, it can be life and death out there. But jujitsu, you get to you get to practice that situation again and again and again and again and again and refine it and think about it. You know, is it fight or flight? What am I doing wrong? How am I reacting? Is the same? Is it the same pattern? Who am I? Do I really react like that all the time? You know, am, am I someone who balls up under pressure? Do I want to be that person? And it's it, it's it's a nice, safe, um, place um, that you can repeat. Um, that situation and learn from it. Yeah. So with, with that being said then, um, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced on the mats? 
Um, oh, it's it's the. I suppose it's it's the complexity of it. Um, I think emotionally, I, um, if I throw back sort of two years ago, um, just keeping my, my emotions in, in check, um, I think just being familiar with it probably helps. I don't think I've, you know, adjusted, adjusted a whole heap. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, it's hard, it's hard to kind of look at it that way because I, I've just enjoyed it so much. Like, I suppose what an enjoying challenge, I think it's the mechanics. It's, 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 it's trying to integrate that into what I do. Um, and, and understand the right way to move, like understand what a frame is. Like I still don't when I wrestle. Like I, I still don't kind of really, you know. Just <laughs> instead of pushing someone away, framing and moving, and that sounds really simple. And probably a lot of people get that at white belt stage. But those sort of things, um, learning to use my, my core, getting my legs involved. Um, but yeah, just the. The making making the mechanics more second nature, so that I feel like that that's the proper way to move, and that's a good. I feel good when I move that way. That's that's a big one, um, and maybe that's a challenge for you. Perhaps due to like you know before you started jujitsu, maybe um, where your body is at now. Um, and you, maybe like the previous injuries that you had kind of contribute to you um, and, and the mechanics, you, you wanting to make the mechanics better. I think the fact that you're a smart guy and the kind of the complexity really clicks for you as well, like you extract that out of the process when you didn't really, some people maybe don't really think about it like that. Um, you have a really nice definition or at least you know um understanding of um this idea of anti-fragile can you elaborate on that a little bit more because we always talk about it during our sessions and um i'm fascinated to hear more oh that's uh yeah that's nasan talib's idea that um there are certain class of things that improve um with disorder or, or gain from chaos so um, like evolution's a really basic example. Um, you know, you, you, you scramble genes, you put out variations and the fittest survive and it gets better. So from, from, from that um, randomness of, of um, how genes are assembled and transmitted, um, it gets better. You know, so um, th those type of systems, like, like a free market, right? free market is um, something that, that adapts. So they actually need pressure to get better. And so, you know, I was thinking like you know, probably jujitsu is that sort of system is that, and of course not too much pressure. Like if a meteorite hits, then, you know, the ecosystem will collapse obviously, um, but just, the, just enough pressure on it will make it improve. Um, so that's his, that's his um, his philosophy, and you know he, he's against sort of intervention by central banks or or intervention by people or intervention by doctors. You know he, he's not he's not totally against it, but he's just suspicious of when people try to intervene and support something because he's he's a big believer that they're, they're systems that have been around for a long time and stress will assist it. Like like he does a lot of. Uh, He's funny because he's a big sort of clumsy looking bloke, but he does a lot of like heavy deadlifts because it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a lot of pressure on the body, and he thinks that's how it it's 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 it's, it's healthiest. But yeah, just that that jujitsu is a system um, which 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 uh, gains from pressure and disorder rather than um, like if something's fragile 
um, and you apply stress to it, it breaks. And he says, well, what's the opposite of fragile? And most people say robust. Well, no, because something fragile, when you stress it, will break into pieces and disorder. Robust will stay the same. Anti-fragile will get better. So, you know, we um, anyone that does jiu-jitsu will sort of understand that stress and pressure at the right levels will make you better. It's what we were saying before as well, right? Like the, the difference between um, how much pressure do you want to put um, to the point where you can be challenged and grow rather than and, and not break. Mm. Um, but also if you're not put under yeah. if you're not put under pressure, you're not gonna get better. Uh-huh. And that's that's then up to your teammates as well and kind of working on Okay, how much pressure should I give in this situation? And it's also the, the 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 decisions that you make, you know, like all the time during the grapples to determine, you know, should I push harder here or should I adapt and go to a different position or, you know, um, re- yeah, that's really really cool. Hey, you know, you're just talking about um, adaptation just then, and and people saying like, you know, it's adaptation, but but. Isn't jiu-jitsu also about ha- about having boundaries as well and and not adapting? Like there, there's two – in life, you've got to be – you've got to be adaptable, but you've also got to have boundaries. Like sometimes I think I'm just too adaptable and I haven't got really strong enough boundaries. But in guard, right, or pinning someone. So you want to be more robust. <laughs> well, I don't want them to adapt. But 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 – you know, there's there's a lot of talk in jujitsu about being adaptable, but there's there's also there's times when you you just if you're in closed guard, you want to hold someone there, and you want a boundary, and you don't want any transgression across that boundary as well. So, yeah, I think you know, adaptation's a fairly easy idea in in jujitsu, but also it can teach you the value of having boundaries too. Because you don't want to adapt to everything. Is it? Yeah, I guess you can. I like. Well, you don't want to go. You don't want to go into any into any very dangerous territory. I guess without a plan. So. Whether whether the like what's incoming is. Um, good or bad for you i guess you have to adapt and like respond to it but responding isn't necessarily is response is a response an adaptation like is it the same thing well maybe you just don't want like uh, you know if you've got someone in mount you just want that to be mount i i understand you'd be going for chokes and stuff and that can be the adaption part but there's when you're on mount, there's 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 a part of you that just says no. There's no movement. There's no adaptation. You're staying here. Yes. At the same time, if you don't let the person move, and you and you kind of create um, like a situation of it being static, then how are you going to progress as well? So you might want to pretend like you're adapting so the person can keep moving mm. and that's how you're going to ping the guy, you know? So I guess there's a facade there. So sometimes you, I guess you are adapting, but you also want your opponent to think that you're adapting in one way so they can go that way, but then you're instead going the other way and that's going to lead to his or her demise. So um, is there any way that you cannot adapt to, to a changing situation? You can bring it back, but is is like is to bring it back. So let's say the guy tries to elbow escape, and I get a frog foot, and I you know reel him mm. back up and get him back onto his back. I'm still adapting there, but in a way that suits me more than what it does him. Yeah, or her. yeah, definitely. I, I was just thinking maybe that uh, even like with a boundary, it just doesn't allow change. That doesn't allow adaptation to come into it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's a certain amount of that in, say, closed guard. Even right, you you've got them in closed guard, 
and there's a certain amount of no. There's no there's no change in this part. There's change in other parts, but in this part, there's no change. You will stay here. Yeah, there's not there's no adaptation to be had because there's not going to be any change. Yep, I like it. Oh man, um, so how much do you miss jujitsu now, Lukey? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, Here's a question: what What do you miss most about it? Ah, oh, just that feeling of being a kid again. You know, just 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 wrestling like a kid. You know, just the fun of it. The fun of it, and the way I feel after after I've I've, I've I've had a proper good workout um, and, you know, just how it makes my mind and body feel. I feel very relaxed and clean afterwards and, yeah, I just feel like I want a high. So that's what I miss. Is there um, – are you finding that during this lockdown? Are you finding anything kind of that gets close to it? Is there anything kind of – that um, challenges you the way jiu-jitsu does, that gives you those feelings, those cuddly feelings? <laughs> oh, I, I guess I, I know because, but, well, there, there are other things that make me feel other ways that are great, right, um, and are very, very satisfied and happy and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, but I don't have anything that, that kind of ticks the boxes like that. I guess it would have been like... You know, I used to surf, so that that was, um, that was something that you could go out, you forget about the world, you'd, it'd be a fantastic exercise, and you know, but um, it's cold, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's a, it's a tough sport. It's you know requires a lot of fitness and strength, and so you know. Um, you, you, you got to, you got to, well, I'd have to sort of get back into it, make a commitment. And I'm kind of, you know, it's uh, the lockdown's going to end, the lockdown's going to end. I'm going to get back to my jujitsu. So, yeah, bit of, I, have, I haven't been motivated to do it. If I had have, I'm sure it would have been a good thing. Um, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I haven't made And there's sharks in the ocean too. So you can't, you can't choke out those things. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, as you said in the, in the news today, yeah, that was so, very sad. Yeah, that. but uh, cough's hard. Um, but mm. very sad. All right, last question. Um, this is like a bit of a typical one, but needs to be asked. Uh, if somebody your age, let's say, was on the fence about getting started, what would you say to them? I'd say um, it's a great thing to start, um, but because you're older, you've just you, you've got to you've got to really um, use your head and and understand a, a, a bit quicker than most uh, about how to train properly. So, if you're a bit older, you supposedly supposedly a little bit wiser, probably because you have to be, because you have to be, <laughs> you know. Um, you just can't sort of throw it in the fifth and chuck it around a bend. But just just really understand the concepts of training smart, quicker, you know. Um, it's a great sport. You'll feel, you'll feel better than you, you, you have. Um, it, it will make you feel healthier. It won't be a question of uh, you might get unlucky, you might get a little bit injured, but you can do that doing you can do that doing yoga, you know. Um, but you you will definitely benefit from it. Your mobility will increase, your health will increase, your outlook will, in, will increase. Um, but um, if you go out there and you try and throw down with the youngins, you're going to get discouraged because they'll, you, you will get gassed. Um, and, and that can be, 
And, that, and I, I certainly have had my moments of being sort of demoral, a little bit demoralised because of that. And if you go in and, and you start getting demoralised, well, you're not going to go anywhere. But you just got to trust that that you can get around that. And if you learn the techniques and you persist with with um, the curriculum and with what you know um, is being taught at high jujitsu, you will succeed. Um, you'll get you'll get much better. You'll get you'll get just as good as everyone else. You won't get as fast as everyone else and have the same, you know, cardio as everyone else. But you'll enjoy it. Just be smart. Just be smart. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good place to leave it there, Lukey. Hey, man. Um, thank you so much for doing this, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, for supporting the school and being a part of the school. You're a, uh, you're a legend. It's good to train with you. I miss our sessions on a Friday morning. But we'll be back, Lukey. We'll be back, man. Yeah, we will. For now. Um, thanks, buddy. Okay. Thumbs up. Cheers. Thanks, Johnny. All the best, man. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.